11th chapter of the book of Genesis, we're told that the world spoke the same language. Men who were migrating in the east said, come, let us build ourselves a city and a tower with its top in the sky and so make a name for ourselves. Otherwise, we shall be scattered all over the earth. When the Lord saw the city and the tower that the men had made, he said, If now, while they are one people, all speaking the same language, they have started to do this, nothing will later stop them from doing whatever they presume to do. Let us go down, and there confuse their language, so that one will not understand what another says. With that, the Lord scattered them all over the earth and confused the speech of all the world. Pentecost is often seen as a reversal of the scattering of the Tower of Babel. As the disciples were in the upper room, a noise like a strong driving wind came and filled the entire house in which they were. Then there appeared to them tongues as of fire, which parted and came to rest on each one of them. In that moment they began to speak different languages, and it was the Spirit that enabled them to do so. Jews from all over, Parthians, Medes, and Elamites, inhabitants of Mesopotamia, Egypt, and more were able to hear the disciples each in their own language. We can learn a few things from Pentecost in its scriptural context when looked at with the story of the Tower of Babel. The first is that God, who gave his only son to suffer and die for us, will do anything for our good. Despite the selfishness of the men in Genesis, God reversed his punishment at Pentecost for the purpose of bringing his creation closer to the new covenant in Jesus Christ. This ability of the disciples to be heard and understood in the language of the hearer, the Jews from all over the lands, enabled Peter to give his speech. He reminded them of the prophecy of Joel that was brought to fulfillment in Jesus Christ, the one who David had spoken of. Second, we read in Acts that after Peter's speech, his audience asked, What are we to do? Peter's witness of the kerygma, which is the proclamation of the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ, and his passion, driven by his encounter with Christ, led these men to repent and be baptized. In fact, the scriptures tell us that about 3,000 were baptized that day. Third, the cenacle, the upper room, is a constant reminder of all that Christ has done for us and the call that we have to be missionary disciples. It was in the upper room that Jesus instituted the Eucharist, washed the disciples' feet, and where they received the Holy Spirit. The cenacle is a place where we can be given the grace of God to serve, to be served, to love as he loved us, and then to go out to be his hands and feet, a witness to the world of the kerygma. The last thing we can learn is that at times we will be met with pushback, When the disciples first began speaking in tongues in the languages of those who had gathered, the men scoffed and said, They have had too much new wine. When we allow ourselves to be moved by the Spirit to proclaim Jesus and all that he has done for us, some might scoff, but we cannot be deterred. The Seneca was of great importance to St. Vincent Pilate. He once wrote, Wherever I shall be, I shall picture myself among all in the upper room where the apostles received the Holy Spirit. For Pilate all were called to be apostles and are sent with the Spirit to proclaim the good news. He also had a great devotion to the Blessed Virgin Mary as Queen of Apostles. Mary herself was with the disciples at Pentecost. Pilate said although Mary was neither priest nor apostle, she applied herself to God's kingdom, so much that she surpasses all the apostles. For that reason, the Church salutes her as Queen of Apostles. Pentecost is a feast where we should reflect upon our call to be apostles, to be missionary disciples. In Evangelii Gaudium, Pope Francis reminds us that in virtue of their baptism, all members of the people of God have become missionary disciples. 
it would be insufficient to envisage a plan of evangelization to be carried out by professionals, while the rest of the faithful would simply be passive recipients. Every Christian is a missionary to the extent that he or she has encountered the love of God in Christ Jesus. We no longer say that we are disciples and missionaries, but rather that we are always missionary disciples. As we celebrate Pentecost, may we always remember that we are missionary disciples, called to share all that Jesus has done for us, and to proclaim the good news so as to accompany one another to heaven.